guys, and welcome to today's episode of Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. Today's topic is going to be about dark eye circles. We're going to be talking about what causes dark eye circles and whether there are truly effective methods to treat this concern. Well, unfortunately, the bad news is 75% of what constitutes an individual having dark eye circles is probably related to one's genetics. Now, 75% is something that I arbitrarily assigned uh, as a proportion, uh, mainly because of the uh, experiences I've had addressing this problem in my patients. So, for example, a quick way to assess is this. If you look at your childhood photos and notice that you've already had um, dark skin under your eyes as a kid, uh, there are two possibilities. The first is known as periorbital post-inflammation hyperpigmentation, and that is commonly due to underlying eyelid eczema. Uh, the second cause is that of thin skin over the periorbital area and that increases the appearance of the underlying blood vessels, uh, the veins specifically. And we know from our, um, you know, school days that we, uh, you know, tell students veins contain venous blood, which is darker, bluish in nature as compared to oxygenated blood, which is bright red. So this is a reason why there can be an increased uh, congested appearance around the eye area if you're genetically prone to have thinner skin around that part of your uh, face. So there is um, also this concern about more pigment developing as one grows older. A lot of this blood actually does leak out into the more superficial layers of skin. Because of this leakage, a pigment known as hemosiderin eventually develops, giving rise to a brownish substance that darkens the appearance of skin. Some of the psychological concerns that individuals may have, um, you know, with dark eye circles is overall giving off the impression and the appearance that one is lethargic. Uh, and if in a workplace setting, it could perhaps hinder a positive first impression, uh, which is very important for individuals who are in client-facing roles. Another aspect, of course, is the cosmetic acceptability. A lot of women may find that as they grow older, the darkening of the skin around their eyes is a telltale mark of the age. They may also not want to appear tired. And as we know, an easy way to really perk up your face is to brighten the eyes. Studies have demonstrated that a lot of perceived radiance, uh, even uh, specifically referring to skin radiance, has to do with how the eyes are perceived. I think that there are important aspects that we need to understand. Firstly, as you grow older, whatever genetically, um, you know, uh, determined dark eye circles you have will become more obvious because of the thinning of the dermis due to loss of collagen and elastin. Um, and that is actually a huge 
a component of what um, firms up the periorbital skin. The second thing, of course, is the uh, interaction with other signs of photoaging around the eye area, such as fine lines and wrinkles. Um, so when combined with the issue of hyperpigmentation, all these things can reduce the cosmetic appearance um, or you know, the perceived aesthetic value. It's also very important to consider that if one um, suffers from PIH or post-inflammation hyperpigmentation uh, that is due to an underlying uh, problem known as dermatitis. So especially in uh, pediatric uh, age groups and even adult patients who have had undiagnosed eyelid eczema, they have this long-term habit of rubbing their eyes, whether or not they really have itchy eyes or eyelids, but it's also part of their habit. So all that increases friction around that area. It's um, definitely leading to inflammation in the long term. Uh, it's a vicious cycle um, known as dermatitis, and this overall is the leading cause of post-inflammation hyperpigmentation, um, leading to appearance of of, uh, pigmentation around the eyes and dark circles. A note about eyelid eczema here, the eyes are a very sensitive part of one's facial skin, uh, firstly because of the proximity to the eye area, which uh, is clearly an important functional organ. Uh, secondly, the skin on the eyelids is thinner than the rest of our facial skin, uh, similar to how the skin is on the lips, is what we call the mucosal areas. This lack of protection will only be exacerbated by eczema of the eyelids. So treatment of eyelid eczema is also not as straightforward as general types of eczema on other parts of the face or the body. This is because the eyes are particularly sensitive to topical steroid exposure. It can lead to cataracts and glaucoma as side effects. Hence, dermatologists usually do not prescribe topical steroids to the eyelids for the treatment of eczema. Rather, we use calcineurin inhibitors, for example, tacrolimus, pimicrolimus, these are acceptable anti-inflammatory immunomodulatory creams and when used in conjunction with a barrier restoring moisturizer it is safe and effective for the treatment of eyelid eczema um, Moving on to other types of cosmeceuticals for the treatment of eyelid eczema, I think we have to pay attention to the depigmenting creams that are in circulation in the cosmetic industry. Uh, these, whether or not it is a legal cosmeceutical or if it's banned, uh, which is still available, uh, I guess, in certain online stores, for example, hydroquinone will not be safe for use under the eye area. And depigmentation, which is the effect of these tyrosinase inhibitors, is not going to treat any of the above causes of eyelid hyperpigmentation. With this, I want to zoom in on an active ingredient known as niacinamide, also known as nicotinamide, which can be safely and effectively incorporated into eye creams for a brightening effect uh, for the under eye area, especially for those who suffer from dark circles or hyperpigmentation due to other causes. 
It's a specific form of vitamin B3, and as you may have heard, niacinamide is actually a powerhouse active ingredient for brightening and hydration. The key thing is it's not actually produced by the body, so in order to reap its benefits, you should be applying it on your skin. The under eye area is particularly tricky because there are elements of it both are being a mucosal area where the skin is thinner than the rest of facial skin, but additionally, it's also exactly where the eyes um, are. So this ocular location is relevant because it can, any product applied around the eye area, even not into the eyes, can cause irritation. Uh, you may have experienced it before with certain eye creams or facial creams. Uh, you apply it around or close to the eye area and then you feel burning, stinging in your eyes. You may even start to tear up. This is the reason why you sometimes see the label ophthalmic or ophthalmologically tested. Now, it's not exactly very meaningful, but at least you know that uh, it is going to be better tolerated uh, than other products which have not been evaluated for this purpose. Now, um, a lot of skincare ingredients we know can help with hyperpigmentation, for example, retinols, glycolic acids, BHAs, but they are not suitable for application around this delicate under eye area. Um, I want to talk about the specific suitability of niacinamide uh, for this purpose because of its additional anti-inflammatory properties. Now, the 2% concentration which we use in the Elixir VI cream is an uh, effective concentration and it's particularly beneficial given that a lot of hyperpigmentation uh, could be due to inflammation. For individuals with eczema or dermatitis, it is a gentle yet effective active ingredient and uh, when used to address photoaging concerns such as superficial uh, wrinkles and uh, increased laxity of skin, it's actually a powerful antioxidant uh, that can also address the uh, signs of photoaging. Besides, it is a moisturizer on its own, uh, and this is beneficial for those who have eczema that's uh, causing the hyperpigmentation due to recurrent inflammation. It also is relevant that it is uh, ultraviolet protective because we know that UV rays activate melanin formation. Um, on a health-based level, it's interesting to note that uh, nicotinamide, can, niacinamide actually, uh, can reduce the level of immune suppression caused by environmental damage, which is one of the major factors involved in skin aging. So I think that is um, important now to focus on how it actually works. So we find from uh, you know scientific studies conducted on nicotinamide, niacinamide, is that the number of melanosomes, uh, which are the pigment-carrying cells, transferred within the skin actually um, had 
a reduction of about 35 to 68 percent um, when niacinamide was used on areas of hyperpigmentation and um, the increased skin lightening was observed after just a month of use. So for the delicate under eye area, 2% niacinamide is a very important active ingredient with um, definite brightening properties without the skin irritation. Um, that's how tolerable it is. And it's also important to note that the uh, Dr. TWL Elixir V eye cream is uh, formulated in a uh, very potent emollient base. Phytoceramides, plant-derived ceramides, uh, can help to maintain the skin barrier. And as we know, the uh, skin of the under eye area is particularly thin and delicate. So if you have a good eye cream that has brightening functions, but it isn't uh, repairing the skin barrier, that's also of no use because you're going to have a vicious cycle of chronic inflammation. Um, finally, another tip that I have is a combination of botanical antioxidants in the formula. Uh, Centella Asiatica Sica uh, is relevant because it can reduce the amount of hyperpigmentation present. It's got uh, ability to uh, inhibit the activity of melanocytes and peptides, for example, are a suitable alternative to stimulate collagen production uh, as opposed to uh, retinols, which uh, have been purportedly uh, used in eye creams as well for uh, anti-wrinkle effect. Um, if you are using a retinol eye cream, uh, one that is formulated well uh, with uh, em emollient benefits that would be ideal. So Brassica oleracea um, is a, a category of plants that refers to the uh, broccoli, kale, cauliflower group um, of uh, plants, uh, we call that a genus, that uh, has very remarkable abilities to uh, mediate inflammation. And as we know, its antioxidant capacity plays a huge role in terms of fighting photoaging. So um, Laricia, which is the um, a trademarked uh, active component in our skincare is essentially a mix of this Brassica oleracea extract that's structurally very similar to vitamin U methionine and uh, it has been incorporated into the eye cream as well. Well, that's it for this week's Dermatology Flash Briefing. Um, I hope you have a great week ahead until the next episode.